Bertuccio. Welcome to the Sarah and Patty podcast. Hello, this is producer Alan and this is the Sarah and Patty podcast. In this edition, we caught up with the Human League ahead of their appearance in Sydney next month. We run another TGO snap poll. Is it disrespectful to walk across Uluru? Tell us what you think now at the TGO Facebook page. And we caught up with Joe Clue from High Five. This man, Bear Turing, yeah, State Theatre. And I got to catch up with Susan the other day there. Have a listen. Well, for the first time in eight years, Human League are on their way to Australia for a special run of theatre shows. And the main person, did we want to speak to Phil Oakey? Absolutely not. Did we want to speak to Joanne? No! We said, give us Susan! Suzanne Ann Sully from Human League. She joins us from Sheffield this morning. Suzanne, good morning! Well, it's not my morning, Paddy. It's my evening, actually. I'm, I'm waiting for my glass of wine to be truthful, but there you go. Great to speak to you. <laughs> What's your wine of choice? Do you go Sauvignon Blanc? I like, I like fizzy wine. Oh, we yeah. have a thing called Carver in, in, in Europe. Right, is that like Everyone a... Everyone likes... It's like Prosecco, but it's nicer. Is it like a spritzer? Uh, sort of, but a little bit stronger than spritzer. Ooh. <laughs> and how many of those would you have at this time of night over in Sheffield? <laughs> well, I've not started yet, obviously, because I'm talking to you. Oh no! But, uh, I'll be having one with I'll be having one with dinner later on. <laughs> hey, and we're so looking forward to seeing Human League come back to Australia first time in eight years. But tell us. Is it true you were discovered in the Crazy Daisy nightclub in Sheffield? Yeah, both Joanne and I were discovered in a nightclub. That's true, yeah. It's not there anymore. It's a bank. <laughs> <laughs> By Phil Oakey, and after all these years and still going strong. Yeah, we've been incredibly lucky. 37 years we've been doing it. And who would have thought after all these years? I think we all thought it had just last last a couple of years, but... You know, I think it's it's because of the songs we wrote. Some, you know, there were some great, they were great pop songs that have sort of stood the test of time. So yeah, we we have never really stopped working. We work all the time. It's amazing. Yeah, and out of all this, and there were a lot of songs. Was there a favourite? You know what? No, because so many different songs mean different things, and they remind me of different times or places and i like when we go on tour and we do new stuff because you have to concentrate harder and you have to try and remember the words and if you see everyone looking at the hand it's because if they wrote the words on the hands because they're new songs they've not done for years and stuff so we've not got to the auto cue section yet where, where i know lots of people do have but we haven't got to that yet but sometimes there are words strategically placed on the floor of the stage but fortunately you lot can't see that (laughs) (laughs) see you're giving away the band's secrets now i am i am now you're born and raised in sheffield still live in sheffield you'd be you'd be the mayor of sheffield surely by now wouldn't you no we're very and everyone knows no one takes any notice of us in sheffield at all everywhere we go people know us they all treat us like we're their brother or sister. You know, I go to the supermarket, all the people who work there say, oh, hello, Susan, where are you going this week? What are you doing? Everyone's so lovely to us. I think that's why we never left. Do you sometimes want to break out and some go, here comes the mirror man and uh, stuff like that? Oh. I can honestly say to you, I've never done that down the, the meat aisle in Tesco's, No. <laughs> 
<laughs> and what do you think? Like when you see the music these days, what do you think? Is, is there a difference between the music these days compared to when you guys were producing in the eighties and nineties? Well, I think obviously technology's moved on immensely and the the way people record is so very different. You know, we had these huge machines. We had like all these 48 tracks of tape. We used to use tape all them years ago. Now you just need a computer and a a system. I think Philip calls it Ableton, but I'm not not so up on that sort of stuff. But it's so much easier now. But, you know, I still think basically it comes down to to having the, the the right material. If you've got a good song, it works. If you haven't, it, it doesn't. I think it's that simple. And what was the best part of being in Human League? I think being here now, the fact that I'm going to Australia yeah. in about five or six weeks, that's amazing to me. And the fact that we're not really famous anymore, so when we get to Australia... We can wander around and no one takes any notice of us, and that's fantastic. So, do you know what? I have to say, I love that we do it now, and we get to see the most amazing places, and and we meet the most fantastic people. Who would have thought it after all these years? Yeah, Yeah, you can't beat anonymity sometimes, can you? No, not at all. And what about, that was the best part, was there a bad part (laughs) Of growing up and being... Yeah, in- actually, the same thing. I really didn't like it. The the people bothering you all the time. I'm not very good at that sort of thing. I'm 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 a bit loud and a bit I'm a bit of a show off in real life, as I call it. But I don't like people knowing everything about my life. And I I think being famous, I think was quite difficult. And let's be truthful, it was nothing then like it is now there was no social media there was nothing like that i genuinely don't know how people you know like Katy perry like rihanna deal with it i think you have to put your mindset and play the game and i could never have done that and so i like the anonymity i didn't like the fame really yeah and and as you say it is good to be able to walk to your supermarket say hello without being harassed and you do feel sorry yes it's part of being the job whether you're an actor or a singer or or whatever but it really really must be difficult sometimes just wanting to go to the shop and buy some milk and having people follow you or paparazzi taking pictures yeah it must be difficult I think it must be terrible. You know, I go to the gym like four or five times a week and I go in the shower at the gym and nobody takes any notice. I mean, they wouldn't at my age either. But, you know, I'm sure people like Katy Perry have to empty the changing rooms and stuff. It must be so difficult. It's just not something that I I don't think I could deal with had I been in the group at a much younger step, you know, as yeah. it is now and me being 17, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, how it's changed. Well, Suzanne, and as you said to the gym, well, you know what, you and I, if you get to the Central Coast, which is just near um, State Theatre, just up the road, I'll give you a gym session. We'll go, because I go every day as well. Oh, all right, listen, I like, I'm a gym person. I like going to the gym. <laughs> what do you do? Do you like the stepper? What do you do? do you, is it the treadmill, the stepper? I do. I do all sorts. I do. I just go in the big gym where all the muscly men are, and I'm there like they're all grunting. 
and I'm just listening to Katy Perry, really. <laughs> well, when muscly men, you won't get it with me, but uh, but I do go to the gym. <laughs> but we so look forward. Human League, the first time in eight years, coming to the State Theatre in uh, Sydney. That's Friday the 15th of December. It is going to be huge. Pseudo Echo is the support act. And Suzanne, thank you so much for taking time out and joining us uh, from Sheffield in England. And now it's wine time. Well, now I've got three more interviews, Paddy, but it will be wine time in your short while. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you so much. Sarah Paddy's Snap Hole. All right, we're looking at the decision. I think it came through yesterday where a complete ban on tourists climbing Uluru. That's going to come in force pretty soon. And they were saying uh, visitors' numbers climbing. A lot of people visit it, but um, only 16% of visitors made the climb during 2011, 2015, down from 74% uh, in the 90s. But because of a cultural significance that they wanted it banned, and that's what's going to happen. So... We, we thought it, we'd ask the question in the snap poll today. Do you think it's disrespectful to climb Uluru? Mm. Maybe get your slant on it. Fe- plenty of people are already having their say. Yeah, on 2GO's Facebook page. Or you can give us a call. Mm. 432 Snap poll this morning, 432 We're talking about uh, Uluru. Uh, should we be entitled to walk across it? Is it disrespectful yeah. to climb it? Phil from Avoca, hello. G'day, mate. Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, really good. well, buddy. What are your thoughts on it, Phil? Yeah, we, we went there a few years ago and um, there is some, there was some signage there sort of asking you not to climb it, just to respect the local culture. Um, and so we didn't climb. We, we actually did a walk around the rock where you get a much better perspective of its size mm-hmm. and uh, you go with a tour guide and there's so many stories relating to the, the dream time uh, yeah. around the rock and it's really interesting. I'd, I'd encourage every Australian to go and visit the place. It's unbelievable. But, yeah, I, I think it's disrespectful that... Um, there's a lot of a lot of rubbish gets left up on top of the rock, um, and, and gets washed down into the, the waterways. Mm. People that are, that are really disrespectful. So I, I think, yeah, sure, just just see it for what it is. It's an amazing thing if it's a, a, a for the indigenous people that it's something so special. Then I think, yeah, we do need to respect that. So Phil, did you feel that your trip there? Did, at any stage, did you think, oh, well, I've come all this way, I may as well climb it? Did you feel that your trip was enough, even though you, you didn't climb, that you got to soak up that atmosphere? Oh, it, it, something something gets inside you there, Sarah. It's a, it's a really magical feeling. I don't know what it is, but... Um, You're selling it yeah, to me, I want to go. <laughs> it's, it's a crazy it's a crazy feeling. And just, just driving towards it and seeing this, this thing just sticking out of the ground... This big monolith quite eerie and yeah that something definitely gets inside you and um the culture up there is absolutely fantastic and beautiful and so i think you yeah definitely respect it and you know no need to climb it you can have photographs against it um there's certain areas of the rock that, that you're not allowed to photograph that they they don't want you to photograph um and we learned that on the tour going around that i would encourage everyone to do that tour walking around Good on you, Phil. i think but, yeah um, it's worth it yeah. thanks phil cheers mate Cheers. Long way around, 13 to 8. We've got Dave from Wungara. Hi, Dave. What are your thoughts on it? Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Patrick. Welcome back, Sarah. Thank um, you. I probably wouldn't climb it out of respect for the Aboriginal people, but is it any more disrespectful as well than what the government's doing to the battlers now with their uh, incentives for saving money in that? Yeah. Well, we're hearing what you're saying. Um, that's kind of a separate issue. You're talking about the, they're trying to make it more easy for, well, you get benefits if you pay your bills on time and you do the right thing with your home loan, that you'd get a better deal. Is that what you're referring to? 
So, but you actually wouldn't, if you went to Uluru, you'd, you'd enjoy the atmosphere, but you wouldn't feel the need to climb Uluru? No, 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 no. I think, I, I think, yeah, I'd like to have taken photographs as well, you know, if I went there, but, uh, yeah, out of respect for the Aboriginal people, no, probably not. Good on you, Davey. Thank, Thank you, you for Dave. that, mate. I reckon it's spectacular when it rains and the water just pours off it and goes oh. through all the crevices and everything. I reckon it's spectacular. Well, you know me, I can't stand dirt. Yeah. But after hearing all of this... You want to go? I might have to go. <laughs> Tory North Gosford, Hello. Hi, Good Tori. morning. On our snap poll, 432-444-444. Is it disrespectful to climb Uluru? I think it is, yes. It's an, a place that should absolutely be respected. Um, having said that, the Aboriginal community have actually debated this topic a lot over the years and have had the opportunity in the past to close it, but they haven't. Um, I've been there four times. It's the most amazing place. Um the, the base walk is something you should absolutely do and you get an amazing perspective from the ground. So I don't feel that there's any need to climb it. I'm so glad that they're closing it because there has been such a debate and it will keep the respect for them when, when it's closed. Tori, thank you so much for telling us. And you'd go back again? Oh, absolutely, in a heartbeat. What four, about, four times already, can't wait to go back again. What about some people, they go to Alice Spring, they expect to uh, look out of their motel window and see it. It's a bit, <laughs> further, it's a bit further than that. It's only about 500 or 400 kilometres away from Alice Spring. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, Tori, She's thanks for that. She's big out there. Thanks, Tori. Cheers. Yeah, you, re- you realise how big this country is when you fly from Darwin oh, to Brisbane. I thought I could just sit there in the middle uh, yeah, of Alice, Alice Springs. And, and then open your window and open the curtains. Oh, hey, then you drive up the Pacific Highway and there's an Airs Rock up there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Uh, you can see it from the road. Uh, thanks for having your say. <laughs> Go to TJ's Facebook page as well and have your say about Uluru. Definitely. I, I think yeah. it's really interesting to see what people think. It's lovely to know that um, some have climbed it, but most say that when they're there, you They've don't really need to do for it. The it's spectacle that just is. amazing on its own. Now have a listen to this song. About high five. Absolutely love anything to do with the high five. And Joe Kalou is with us. Hello. G'day, Joe. Hey, guys. How's it going? Now, Joe's from Terrigal. Really well, mate. And part of the high five troop. Absolutely. Joe, what is going on? Oh, nothing much, nothing much. Just lots of fun performances everywhere. We've been on tour. We've been doing some awesome, awesome stuff. Now, mate, it's a year since we last spoke to you when you got the nod for high five. So exciting. Yeah, you've been travelling around, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. It has been a whirlwind. We're, we're always so busy, you know, going on tour and we were filming and it's just been crazy, but it's been so, so awesome. Crazy in the best kind of way. Did you know it was going to be this busy? Did you look at a high five before and think, oh yeah, that'd be cool to do that? Did you know it was going to be as involved as what it's been for you? Oh, look, I wasn't sure it was going to be so full on, but, it, it's, but I was. It's, it's sort of weird. So... Looking at it, I knew that they performed all the time and, and I knew the filming would be fun, which it was really awesome, really great experience. So it was a bit of a shock, a bit of a, a, bit of a kick. <laughs> now, mate, what happens when one of the members of High Five sick? Does it become High Four? Or <laughs> what happens? Oh, Patty's just looking for a gig. <laughs> I guess, um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes we can feel a bit under the weather on tour and stuff like that. But we always just pull it together. Yeah, oh, good stuff, mate. Joe, the kids, aren't they just fantastic? We look at them and, we're, and they're looking up at you guys and you're performing. And do you just find that you head off into a, into a little zone there when you're out there that you're just back to that age yourself? 
Absolutely, it's like I'm it's like I'm back at preschool playing with all my friends again. <laughs> you look out there and they're doing all the dance moves. They come right up the front and they really, really love it. And that is it is just the best feeling knowing the kids are having an awesome now, time. Now, mate, we knew you were a musician way before you yes. got into High Five. Now you've got something special for the kids on this weekend, champ. Absolutely. I'm going to be putting on a workshop at Marnie's Dance School in Tumbiumbi on the Central Coast. Wow. Okay. okay. So tell us more about it. What's uh, the age group? What's the deal? Okay. So the age group is pretty much from three upwards. We're going to be playing some drama games and we're also going to be learning a song and a dance that High Five do at all of our shows. Yeah. Oh, That's great. Really, really fun. And then afterwards, we're going to have a bit of a meet and greet session and some photos and some hanging out. So it's going to be, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Now, if people want to get their kids involved, Joe, what do they do? To get your kids involved, just head to Facebook and search Marnie Studio or search Joe High Five. All the information will be there. Or the best thing to do is call Tammy on 0426 979 556. Oh, good stuff, Joe. Oh, Joe, thank you. This will be awesome fun for the little ones. I know they're going to love it, and I think they're going to teach you a thing or two as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's why I'm doing it, so I can get better. Yeah, good on you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. See you, mate. Take care, guys. You've been listening to the Sarah and Patty Podcast. Catch them live. Weekdays from 5 on 107.7 2GO.